morning here in the state of Maine. Don't know what it's like where you are. Uh, temperature last night here dipped down to minus four. And that was the temperature, not including the wind chill, a minus four. And uh, today is Thursday. It's not supposed to be too terrible today, but tomorrow afternoon, it's supposed to really begin to drop. And we're going to have, I don't know, 18 hours of extremely frigid uh, and then by next week, back up in the 40s. I hope that you'll be ready. Hope that you're taking uh, the necessary steps to uh, assure your own warmth and uh, that no water lines will freeze and things of that nature. Uh, watch out for your pets. I got a few more things I'm going to do around here just to kind of help uh, help it not get quite as chilly um, in our house. So I just encourage you that way. We are in Luke 18 today. 
Luke 18, is where we're going to be picking up the looking at a few parables on prayer. So let's jump right into Luke chapter 18. Here we go. Jesus told them a story. Now, let me, sorry, I'm going to get into a different rendering here, the NIV. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And, God, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you that he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Parable number one. What do you see in this parable? Uh, do you see... Uh, do you see in this parable the persistence of the woman? I mean, the heading itself gave the indication that we are uh, we're looking at persistence, the parable of the persistent widow. Sometimes what we do is we will ask a time or two, we'll knock a little bit, and then we'll turn and walk away. But the parable indicates the necessity of persistence in praying. So if you have a situation, perhaps you keep praying on this situation. Now, he talks about the judge, obviously the judge sitting in kind of God's seat, uh, figurative for God. Um, and this widow kept coming with a plea, granting justice. She apparently had some adversary who was after her, maybe an adversary after her for money or an adversary after her for some cause. We don't know the exact cause. But what we do know is that she had an adversary, and her plea was, grant me justice from my adversary says, for some time he refused. Now, sometimes do we not feel like God is doing that with us? You pray, and you pray, and you pray, and there are some of you listening who prayed extensively, repeatedly, persistently for a long time on very hard issues. And for some, feeling like God was refusing. Well, the parable indicates we need to keep at it. The parable indicates we need to keep praying. The uh, parable indicates that we need to keep asking God. We keep to we need to keep knocking on the door. We need to uh, continue seeking and looking over the horizon. And God, where is that answer going to be? So even for me this morning, this speaks to me about a particular issue I've been working on uh, here for a little bit, and uh, the encouragement is to pray to keep praying, to keep asking God to come through uh, in that circumstance. I don't know what your circumstance might be. Uh, I know uh, at least one of our listeners or a few of our listeners that uh, uh, you uh, 
you've gone through several years of heartache and trial, and uh, yet you were in the, and, and I know that you kept pleading with God. And I'm sure that there were times of, of great discouragement, times of great heartache, times of great uh, uh, even doubt. God, where are you even in the midst of what I'm going through? But the parable instructs us, keep on praying. Keep on knocking. Keep on bothering God. Sometimes God does this. And we say, well, if he cared for me, he wouldn't make me wait. Well, maybe the fact of the matter is that God does care for you and that God does make you wait. And the reason that God makes you wait is for your own personal spiritual formation. Some of you, with some of the things you have gone through, God has used those challenging circumstances in that waiting on him to develop within you a, a stronger character, a deeper, more abiding faith. He has formed you more into the likeness of Christ. He has instructed you more deeply in the ways of God because you have had to wait. The parable tells us, verse 4, for some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually. Now, some translations will say she doesn't eventually wear me out. What's your circumstance? What is your challenge? What, what is it that you are going through where God is saying to you, keep trusting me, keep praying to me? Sometimes I think we need to pray more together as well. Sometimes I think that what we need to do is that we need to... Uh, be able to share with each other some of our burdens and, and bombard heaven's gates together prayerfully about one another's needs. Different people in this uh, live broadcast this morning have shared needs, and we need to bombard heaven's gates on behalf of one another. For some, it is it is simply making ends meet. Um, that's not simple. That's a big deal. That that's a, a big concern. But friend, let me tell you something. There's a promise of God that in, when it comes to the meeting of needs, Matthew chapter six, God's going to meet the the needs. He doesn't always meet the wants, but he will meet the needs. So I I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that God is going to meet your needs, that God is going to take care of those burdens. Uh, keep trusting him. Keep looking to him. Your Father in heaven knows that you need such things. That's from Matthew chapter 6, toward the end of the chapter, when he speaks about not worrying about things. So I encourage you to pray and to not give up. Let's look at this in another uh, translation. Let me put this in the New Living Translation. Uh, this is the New Living. Uh, New Living, verse 3. 
says this. Uh, a widow of that city came to meet him repeatedly, saying, give me justice in this dispute with Manami. So we know that there was a dispute going on. Says the judge ignored her for a while, but finally said to himself, I don't fear God. Now, doesn't that God is ignoring you? Sometimes you might feel like it. God's hearing you. Sometimes he's saying, you know, there's a little bit more adjustment that needs to take place uh, in your life. I want you to, to adjust a few more things. I want you to align your life with me just a little bit more. I want you to deal with this issue. Sometimes those are the things that, uh, that that's going on. So, but the human judge might have ignored Verse 5 says this, New Living Translation, this woman's going to drive me crazy. Or, no, Bucky, no. Sorry, my associate was getting into the files here, the classified documents. Actually, it's just a plain old tablet. But anyway, um, there, I fixed that issue. Um Verse 5 says, this one's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even though he rendered a decision in the end, don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Notice the persistence. Crying out day and night. Chosen people. Are you a chosen person? Have you been chosen by God? Do you know that God has called you to be his child? And if you are God's child, then, Bucky, then you need to know. Hang on a second. I'm still here. I just tried to give the pup some food to see if that would settle him down a little bit. Sorry about that. Uh, God will grant justice down in verse uh, 18. This dog was a puppy not long ago and listened to the manly voice that he now has. Verse 8 says, I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly, but when the Son of Man returns... How many will he find on earth who have faith? Will he find faith in you and I? Do we have faith? Do we have, are we, uh, 
Are we trusting in him, continuing to trust in him? That should be our prayer, that we continue trusting in him in that way. Now, in the comment section, just got to note that uh, it says that Sadie, this is Priscilla, Sadie is woofing at Bucky. She is hearing Bucky and... Uh, I'm just I'm watching the action here of the dogs scurrying about the house uh, and uh, wanting to go play. Do you have faith? When he says, "When I when I return to the earth, will I have faith?" How how many as Christians uh, come to the point of being so we just don't have faith? You know, we want easy peasy. Um, we don't want prayerfulness. Uh, we don't want. Um, to have to put in the work, we don't have to align. We don't have to want to align our lives with God. Uh, we just think, well, because because God's God, He's like you know the Wizard of Oz or something, or we think that He's like the great magician, or we think that you know He's like the genie in a bottle or something. He's just there to give us our every wish. God is not there to give us our every wish, not at all. Uh, God's desire is that we align our lives with him. And as we align our lives with him, then he comes to the place where he is able to answer prayer because now we're aligned. If we ask if we ask with right heart, if we ask with right motive, if we align our will with his will, then he hears us and grants us whatever it is that we're asking because we're asking according to his will. Persistence to keep being persistent, to keep holding on, to keep trusting God, uh, to keep asking God, to keep believing. But in the end, Jesus asked the question, uh, will I find faith? Will the Son of Man, when he returns, will he find on earth those who have faith? May that be us. May we be people of faith who Continue in persistence, knocking at God's door. Well, let's continue a little further down in the passage. The next parable that Jesus gives in regard to prayer uh, in verse 9, Luke 18, Jesus told the story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. The other was a, a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O oh God, be merciful, merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Two people. What's the difference in these two people? Again, Luke 18. Who were there? 
There was the religious person kind of modernizing this. There was the Pharisee, uh, and there was a tax collector. Now, tax collectors were despised uh, generally in culture, in society, because they they were known to uh, charge extra fees that weren't really fees at all. They were known to pad their pockets uh, and charge a little extra money. They were known to do that. And so they were despised uh, because they in, it wasn't that they embezzled. They just charged more money than, than what was actually required by Rome. That's why they were despised. But yet this tax collector in this parable seems to have uh, been pricked of heart, seems to have been convicted, seems to have been humbled, seems to uh, understand the fact that he was a sinful person. And then, then there's the Pharisee. Look at look at the prayer again of the Pharisee. I thank you that I'm not like other people. What would tend to be your tendency? What would you tend toward? Would you tend toward being more like this tax collector who came before God with great humility, remembering the state of your life and your sinfulness? Or would you come saying, well, I, I'm not like these other people. I'm a good Christian. Well, I'll tell you who I would choose to identify with. In fact, who I do identify with. I identify the tax collector. I don't look at myself as having achieved. I don't look at myself as being you know, righteous enough to deserve heaven because I'm basically a good person. Nobody's good enough for heaven, frankly. Nobody. Nobody makes the cut. The only ones who make the cut are those who place faith in Jesus Christ. You can have a nice grand granny and you can have a serial killer. But if the serial killer repents and places his faith in Jesus Christ and the granny continues on thinking, I'm, I'm a decent lady, I certainly God will welcome me. The serial killer makes the cut. The granny doesn't because none of us are good enough. All of us miss the mark. All of us fall short. All of us need the Savior. And only those who bow the knee in acknowledgement of the need of Jesus Christ as Savior are the ones who make it into eternity with God in heaven. So would you be like the tax collector or would you be like the Pharisee? Would you be like the Pharisee who rehearses before God all your spiritual accomplishments and, and says, well, God, I'm such a great person? Or would you be like the tax collector who says, God, I need you. I need you. I'm so sinful. I need you. I humble myself before you. Who says in verse 13, as, as we read it in the text, Oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. This seems to be the prayer that God likes to hear. I, God likes it when we acknowledge our sinfulness. God likes it when we acknowledge our need. Now, I'm not saying that we can should continue being sinful just so we can come to God and tell him how sinful we are. No. But that as we go on in our lives, we understand more and more and more 
what our lives are like, how sinful our lives are. And even though we might be improving in areas of our life, we still acknowledge we have angry thoughts. Uh, even though we might be improving in our lives, we, we still acknowledge that uh, sometimes we're envious or greedy. Even though we might be improving in our lives, we acknowledge that uh, sometimes the words that we would prefer to flow off our tongues aren't exactly God-glorifying words. As we cuss somebody out, uh, we might acknowledge that even though we're getting better in some areas of life, we, we still... Uh, tear into people sometimes, even undeserving people like a store clerk who has nothing to do with, with the issue, but we take it out on them. No, may we be moved in heart and mind and soul to remember that we are a sinner. And notice what it says in verse 14. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, Returned home justified before God. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. May we be those who humble ourselves, not exalt ourselves. May we be those who who remember from whence we came. May we be those who remember who remember our need of Christ all the time. May that be us. Let's make that our prayer. God, be merciful to me, to me, for I am a sinner. Lord, hear our prayer. And Lord, where we need persistence, we bring before you our needs and the various needs represented in this listening family. You know the various needs. You know the needs that have been shared on Facebook. Uh, you know the needs that I, I have looking to prepare for uh, trips to, uh, to Europe uh, and to Africa. Lord, I pray that you will hear our prayer and our humility that you would be pleased to, to grant our requests and to meet our needs. So we come before you in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Lord, hear our prayer. Friends, have a great day in the Lord. I will see you tomorrow.